Yo, what's up? Not much. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Bring it back to pod? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> dude, that last one, dude, it was just freaking Marshall clanging a dang <laughs> spoon. Yeah, we can't. We can that it's one. like, this is terrible. <laughs> it's like, I can't do this. All right, I need to actually look at what all these... What this trade actually was. It was Chris Stapps, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, um, and two future first-round picks. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the picks The picks are the Mavericks' next available one because they have that one out to the Hawks. So So they have that one out to the Hawks at the top five protected next year. And Which top means if three it, the year after the in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. So okay, the, and then I'm the Knicks after could that, right? the Knicks could theoretically not have a draft the draft pick from this until like twenty twenty five. All right, that, I mean that's pretty unlikely though, but it's probably. I mean, I guess it yeah. could convey this year, but it's probably I mean, going to convey. It'll definitely probably convey in the next two. Yeah, next year. So then. If it conveys in 2020, 2020, gonna, and then they they'll would have get the 2022. two years after that, right? Okay. And know, yeah, un- yeah, 2022, and then they'll get their 2024 one as well. So, but the 2022 or 2021, 2022, whatever year it is, that's unprotected. That's completely unprotected. And then the one after that is top it's top 10, 10. Protected, right? It's top 10 protected in 2023, 20, 2024. And then if they the Knicks haven't gotten it by 2025, it'll turn into a second rounder. Oh, okay. So if they it, don't if get they it, don't have it by 2025, or if they don't have it by after two years. No, it says it. It says in here that I'm looking at if if they'll. It's top ten protected in 2023, yeah, 24, season. 25. So if it doesn't convey that year, like in 2025, that like if they don't get it that year, it'll they'll just get a, a second round pick that year. Okay, man, so confusing. Yeah, even though I think those two first round picks actually make it not as bad for the for the Knicks. For the Knicks. Oh yeah, no, this like the first round picks like completely changed my opinion on it. Yeah, that's what I was like when I they just kept saying like future picks, and I was like, what is this? Oh mean? yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, one pick, and that one pick would be, like, lottery protected or, like, top ten protected. That was, like, my assumption. Yeah, no, but they could, like... I was, like, like uh, one pick, that's, like, not great. But if they're getting unprotected and a future pick that's top ten protected, that's yeah. Which pretty good. I, I assume that one, that one... They'll probably get that one. I don't see the, the Mavericks being, like, ten worst team in the league bad. Three years in a row, yeah. That's Three unlikely. years in a row. That seems... Yeah, it's unlikely. possible, but I mean, even if that happens, then that pick two years before is probably pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be fun, it'd be hard for them to be really good and then just like super tank for three years. I guess that's possible, but I don't know. It is possible, but probably unlikely with the Luca timeline. I don't actually know 
when, like, if he would, if he would, like, leave or something like that. I guess they could trade him too, but yeah, um, it's just right now. Where's where is? Oh, well, Den- or Dallas is still. Who trying to make a comeback? Yeah. Okay, right now, yeah, they are. Uh, right now, the Dallas pick is a would be. They have the eleventh worst record in the league right now. So their pick would convey to Atlanta this year. So then yeah. in two years, the Knicks would get that pick. Unless, see, but here's the thing: is it what are we putting the odds on that Dallas is so bad for the rest of the year that they end up keep keeping their pick this year? Um, I don't think it's that good. I mean, like in terms of the people they got rid of versus people they got back, they're probably pretty similar. I mean. And then it well it depends if keep if uh, Porzingis plays it all right because he might I don't come think back. He, I don't think he will. Uh, I don't know. I've heard things that like he's like he's he's ready to come back this year, but the Knicks were just like you're not going to play because we want to lose. So the mm-hmm. Dallas could bring him back. I, I like I don't think yeah. it'll be like it might be like after the All Star break or something. But yeah, I don't know. I think I there's know. a chance he at least yeah. plays for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but I even I mean, they still got, but even other than him, they still have like Harrison Barnes and they have Harrison Barnes uh, and Luca now. I mean, I guess Tim Hardaway, yeah, and, like, and Luca and Courtney Lee aren't bad, but it's like yeah, yeah, and Tim Hardaway, and they only lost like Wesley Matthews, but is he that much better than like Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee? They, yeah, no, DeAndre I mean, Jordan like, wasn't he? I was, I don't think he was helping them that much. Yeah, I'm on. What's you up? good? Nice. What we want to talk about Porzingis trade? Yeah, me and Bossman had like a solid five minute discussion about it before you before either of you picked up. Damn. Well, yeah, we're going over. I initially. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Marshall. I was gonna say I initially was like I really hated it for for the Knicks. I was like, all right, you're gonna get rid of your best prospect to clear cap space or trying to get one of these two guys, but then I saw they got the unprotected pick, and I was like, that could actually be pretty decent. I don't know, like, I love Luka, don't get me wrong, but, like, if he gets injured and, you know, Porzingis hasn't been healthy all the time, if you get an unprotected pick, like, that could be really good for them, so, I don't know, I still don't like it, but the two picks kind of make up for it a bit, I would say. And yeah, that's the what... other pick, it's only 1-10 to 10 protected, right? Yeah, that one is yeah. top 10 protected in 2020. 23, 24, 25, and then if they don't get it by that draft, it just turns into a second rounder. Yeah, but, but those, they'll get it. They'll get it. They'll get it. Probably okay, those yeah. picks are so far like away, though. Like if you're telling me the Mavs aren't going to be good by what is it, 2021, when the first pick conveys? Yeah, like, I know, but I mean, yeah. we've I seen the first pick was 2020. Am I wrong? The first pick is the next one they're capable of giving away because they still have that one that's owed to the Hawks. Yeah, so if they uh, finish top five this year, it'll be 2022. Yeah, which honestly. Oh, yeah. Might honestly be better because that's going to be the double draft. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'll yeah. be the draft with yeah high schoolers left. But yeah, I don't know. The, I I do agree with you then, Marshall. I think the picks the picks make it a little bit better because I mean we've seen people give up like far in the future unprotected first round picks that seem like not big of a deal that come back to haunt them. But I don't know. I think yeah. 
those make it a little bit those make it a little better to me but i don't know it just it really does it did seem like at first that like the knicks really just traded chris Stapps for salary dumps like yeah it's just, it was just like, that's, a, that's kind of the thing you have to well i was just gonna say like it's like a warning you have to wait for the whole trade because everyone was just shitting on the knicks before and then like did you guys listen to the to the bill simmons podcast at all like they didn't yeah. wait to figure yes. out the picks and it's just like well, this is like doesn't even make any sense anymore. No. They're just shitting on the Knicks. Where no. it's, I don't know. It's not like completely different, but it's definitely different reaction if you know they're getting two first rounders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And my other hot take is people like, oh no, Luca and Porzingis, the next dynasty. It's like Porzingis can barely stay on the court from what we've seen so far. So like, I'm still like, don't get me wrong, he's played yeah. really well and he's shown tons of potential, but. I mean, I'm very concerned about his injuries at this point. It's not like he's going to develop into, yeah. you know, this elusive career. So, I still think, like, if you're the Knicks, he's your best prospect. I would not give him up that easily. Or yeah. basically catch dump, and I guess these, these two picks. So, I, I still think the Mavs ultimately want it, but, like, it's not like a grand slam, like, I feel like some people are trying to make it out to be. Like, they're definitely risking balls. Yeah. It's just it's just the optics of it where it's like the centerpiece that they're getting that they were getting back originally was like was a point guard that they passed up on in the draft two years ago. <laughs> yeah. like, wait, <laughs> wait a second. I I have to kind of push back on Marshall. This is a fucking slam dunk for Dallas. Oh, for like, Dallas it is. Come come on, Marshall. Unless, I mean, if a slam Knicks, dunk for Dallas, I don't know about that. Yes, I, I think it's really risky. If I don't the think Knicks it is at all. Do not get KD and Kyrie if they end up with like. KD and Tobias Harris, or like Boogie and Chris Middleton. Like, this is literally the worst trip. This is worse than the Brooklyn trade. Well, I don't know, because, okay, so they end up with KD and no. someone else, or they, they end up with like one guy, and all of a sudden they have two future picks to trade for the next guy that comes open. Yeah. No, but they're going to be, they're, they're gonna be they, shit picks. They're not going to be good picks. You don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, you don't, I don't know, know that. Dude. Like, Calm down. Right now, if Luca gets injured, that could be a lottery pick. Like, I don't know. What I'm saying is, there's about. a yeah, there's like a non-zero chance that that Kristaps Porzingis like is never healthy like for a full yeah. season. Like, Porzingis I don't, never I don't gets think this like Luka has an injury in a season. Suddenly, that's a lottery pick. Like, unless you're convinced another superstar also, like, talent, which I don't see happening. I mean, I know, like I said, I really like Luca and I really like healthy Kristaps, but Mark, like. Outside of those two, yeah, players like, are you really that confident that Chris Stapps and Luca are gonna like be consistently really good in the Western Conference over the next like three years? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they have Harrison Barnes on their team right now. Like, right. That's yeah. the next best and player. Also, and yes. You can't you and can't build one. through the draft because three of your next five picks are exactly. Gone. So that's you have fine. to land free agents. Like, which, I just think I don't know. Maybe think, they can, but I just think I'm acting like this is like Dingus is the second best player on a uh, contending team is basically what I'm saying, or maybe even third best. The thing is, the thing is too, Mark. Like, okay, on 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 your on on face value, it looks bad. But if Porzingis has no intention of re-signing with the Knicks, they're getting rid of him now and kick-offing their rebuild again because let's be honest. You're mentioning, oh, they might not get anyone in free agency. We well, only had Porzingis, so they got someone in free agency. I don't think it'll make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Way, I feel like they need to take to right. get enough. Yeah. If if Porzingis is going to be the first player in NBA history to turn down 150 million dollars, <laughs> then yes, that that changes the trajectory a lot. But like, but I mean, imagine being like, imagine being. Well, even if you locked into Porzingis on 150 million dollars, again, my point is. Do you want to be paying him that much? Like I again, I'd like Porzingis. I think he's a really good prospect. But 
people are acting like he's going to be the next Tim Duncan or something. Like, I just don't see him being this superstar. Like, I'm all in on Luca. I think Luca has that potential. But acting like Porzingis is this untradeable prospect, I, I don't know. I just don't buy it. Wait, I mean, I, so, again, I don't want to argue too much about it because I definitely think the Mavericks won the trade, and I feel like as the Mavericks, you absolutely take that risk on Porzingis and the chance he develops into that all-star. I'm just saying I personally don't see that happening. I don't know. Anytime I see, like, a guy who has a chance to be, and I'm I'm kind of lower on Porzingis now than I was a year or two ago, but, like, anytime I see the best, the best seven-foot shooter in the league, a guy who has top seven potential. Well, well like, Brooke Lopez would like a word with you, Mark. <laughs> okay. Okay, but Brooke Lopez, <laughs> Brooke Lopez, one, can't shoot off screens, and two, can't shoot over people. We've seen Porzingis yeah. do both. Like, we're yeah. seeing... Well, we saw him do it both a year ago before this injury. Like, I, like the <laughs> other thing fair. is, like, I haven't seen Porzingis play in, like, a year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, he's just yeah. completely different after this injury. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Boogies look it's pretty definitely good. Risk. I think people have to, again, I just don't think it's a slam dunk. I feel like it was absolutely the right move to make for the Mavericks, but there's definitely some risk involved that people aren't acknowledging. No, there's definitely risk involved, but the upside is so much higher. Yeah, like, this yeah is the upside is definitely higher. That's why you make the move. I, I applaud Dallas for making the move. I See, agree. I think this is like this is like an 80-20 chance that works out in Dallas's favor. Definitely. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Definitely. And I, don't, yeah. I think yeah. at that point, at that point, it's almost not worth talking about the twenty percent. Yes, it's there; it exists. We all know it. But like, it is not like. Oh. Also, but you, so you're saying the, like the only eighty percent the, they're gonna they're gonna like make a conference finals. No, basically, eighty percent that, that would be workout, right? Like 80, the only way this blows up in their face out. is if Kristaps doesn't re-sign with them, and then those they they, they suck. And then the picks end up being more, like really good because or Chris has is not or just Chris is like average. Or and they can't get anyone else. Well, because like so someone someone I heard someone make a comparison between like the Dallas and uh, the Pelicans what they did basically to get Drew Holiday and like you know Chris Dabbs could be like okay like not great but like a solid player and then they have another great player but they just can't get out of like the bottom of the West because the yeah. West is so deep. But great. No, let's think about that for a minute. Those picks turned into Nerlens Noel and Michael Carter Williams. You're telling me that the Pelicans would rather be like, ooh, ooh, you know, we well, had a pretty solid run with Drew Holiday, but if we had Nerlens. But those were good picks. They just didn't draft well. I don't know. Yeah, like, I but that's, no, that's what or, I'm saying. Is no, I'm saying you, you a, wait. A mid lock. A mid-lottery pick and an end-of-lottery pick can still end up being shit players. There's like a 30% hit rate there, even if these do turn out to be decent picks. Yeah. No, that's like, like I said, really the only, the only problem I see possibly coming out of this is, is like, like I said, Chris Stapps doesn't resign and then ends up being a disaster. Because only the players they moved off of was Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, who they weren't going to resign, and then Dennis Smith, who they didn't even really like anymore. So it's like, the picks are the only thing that could come back to haunt them, and yeah. I don't even see them being like... I don't think they're going to ever... You're not, they're never going to get like a top five pick out of this. I like, mean, that's not gonna they happen. also did... They also did take on a lot of money for the next two years, which yeah, but is those like are, definitely not nothing. Those are in, like competent. I think yeah, like one Courtney thing Lee is like a serviceable player. Like one thing we've seen with Rick Carlisle is either the Dallas front office is really good at identifying above average role players, or Rick Carlisle takes average players and makes them like twenty percent better. We've seen it for the last. Yeah. Like look at the look at the Mavs title team. You tell me that Deshaun Stevenson should have played <laughs> minutes on a finals team. 
Are you, yeah. are you telling me Michael no, Finley? Like, yeah, no, he's, that. he's, a, and it's kind of weird because Dallas has been bad, but I remember like three years ago, it was like, oh, it's Pop Kerr and Carlisle. And then Stevens has kind of entered the conversation and no one talks about Carlisle anymore. But like, Christ, look at the year JJ Beret is freaking having. You t- you guys tell me that like JJ Bray is a good basketball player. Like, <laughs> look at look at the year like Maxi Kleba had last year. Like I don't know. I kind of think that like Carlisle with anyone who's like slightly above a replacement level player, like that's fine. And I, I mean, that, I mean that's fair. But you're not you're not going to turn Tim Hardaway into like a thirty million dollar player. No, absolutely not. No, but you might turn him into like a twelve million dollar player. They work. But you're paid him you thirty million think, for the next two years. All right. Did you guys think? And let's that, say they get locked in on a huge Porzingis contract, and then he never develops into an All Star. You know, and then you're kind of stuck with that contract too. Yeah, but so even like, if they, I, even if they max Porzingis, they'll still have max space in two years. Yeah. There's yeah. still a free. No. There's still free agency class if Luca becomes the guy that he's supposed to become, which I think we're all pretty, pretty sure that's going to be the case. Like, Do you there's think still players are going to want to go play with Luca, though. I mean, not top tier guys, but you get a second tier guy. Yeah. I I feel like it reminds me like with Milwaukee. It's like what happened with Milwaukee is they they paid all these role players around Giannis, and they never like they're never going to get a second superstar to go there. I guess Dallas is a lot more attractive as a free agent destination than Milwaukee, though. So I think there's actually potential they could get someone. I just think it's funny. Yeah, that they I'm, could. I think I think KP's gonna re- gonna resign with them though. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I, I would be I would be surprised if he didn't. Because like he's he's not gonna take the qualifying offer, right? Because it's only like what a couple like five million like, or something. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't played for two years. Especially no coming off that injury. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He hasn't he's played for two years. Definitely gonna take so it. Much too. I I just can't see those two. Also, like someone was saying, like he just left. Know. He just, just left New York. Like foreign experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, you just left New York. You can't complain about like wanting to play in a big city. You just left New York. Yeah. And like, Dallas like... is a competently run yeah. franchise, so what else does he want? Uh, mm-hmm. All right, here's, yeah. here's, I have one question here about how much do we believe the timeline of the he requested, demanded for a trade? Nope. It was traded. He 100%, they were 100% shopping him. This, this, deal, oh, yeah. this deal was done yesterday at their game or two yeah, days, wherever they played. A hundred percent. This deal was they, nothing leaked out of that. Like, nobody said anything. The shocking thing yes. to me is that no one knew anything until today, and then it was like, oh my god, this! I didn't even know it was like available. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no way this happened like so fast that it came out today. No. There's a reason feel- that Zach Lowe was like, six teams are strongly interested in Luke or in uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. like, that doesn't happen in eight seconds. Yeah, like, no, I'm it, sorry. it was literally like the first tweet. Like Woj tweeted that he apparently allegedly demanded a trade. And then within an hour, that trade was done. Like that doesn't it, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, that fast. Doesn't like happen. that that stuff doesn't happen. Like I don't know. It's just I thought I it was, like, it was like, the Knicks. I was like the Knicks NBA definitely leaked this. Yeah, the Knicks it, definitely it, leaked this to try and like cover. You know, be like, oh look, he wanted to leave, and ca- you know, yeah. when people yeah. inevitably made fun of them for this. And also, oh, if, I, it did, if it did happen that fast, the Knicks are just really dumb for not even like shopping him at all. I mean, wait, have the Knicks not been shopping Chris Stapps like his entire career, though? Because they wanted to trade him to Boston for the first overall pick. But then they were like, wait a second, we need the first overall pick and then some. And Boston was like, screw you. I think, I honestly think, like, after um, he basically skipped the exit interviews and, like, 
went home after that one off season, I think they knew that things were getting bad. And they've yeah. probably been waiting till he was ready to return before they could like realistically get an offer for him. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My yeah. thing is Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about is if this is like the deal that Chris Stapps went for, then like there was like no chance that the Knicks could have even come remotely close to getting A D with him, right? Uh, like any pack, package involving him, like do you think well, they could? I mean, Chris Tubbs went for like two first round picks, basically. So yeah, I guess that's true. I think they could have yeah, they well, could have sent like him and their first round pick this year or something, and or, not or even Mitchell. maybe like yeah, and like a few other guys or maybe like yeah. future picks. They probably could have put something together. See, I think they could have, but if the Pelicans have found out that. Um, Chris Depps was a flight risk. They definitely wouldn't have traded for him. Oh, definitely they have, not. Yeah, they have no reason to. They have no way to. Yeah, stay. Yeah, that's that's. I don't think like, they had a good enough incentive to get him. Like I guess Dallas is making the Paul George risk, but in a way safer way in the fact that Porzingis is giving up twenty million dollars if he doesn't resign there. At least, on the yeah. Risky. Well, he's yeah, he's yeah. restricted. And again, yeah. I'll be shocked if he doesn't resign with Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Which I would be really what, surprised. It's kind of one of those things, like, if he goes out looking for, like, a quote-unquote winner, which is apparently his thing, you're not going to find a team $30 million under the cap that needs, that's a Chris Depp's Porzingis away from, like, like, the way you do this is by going way over the cap, <laughs> not by signing a max, unless he signs, like, the Sixers. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think this is, I, I, I definitely agree with more, I mean, this is a definitely a, a thing you do 100% of the time if you're Dallas, like, yeah. Yeah. Easily, I mean, but, we've lived. We've lived yeah, spent this whole probably. year being like, this whole year has been Luca's so good, but oh, Dallas trade away that pick. How are they gonna put a second guy next to Luca? And they just did it. Mm-hmm. And I had to come on here and listen to you guys doubt that. Like literally, I'm a hater, Mark. I'm a hater. What kind I know. Of I don't know, man. I'm I'm not that high on Porzingis personally. I think, do you think? Me, what do you like, think? Do you think the odds are like a year? Like I don't, I can't. I've seen people come back from injuries and never be the same player. You know. Yeah. yeah what do you think the odds? Oh, go on. I was just gonna say, what do you think the odds are that he'll become a better player than like second player on a championship team? I mean, I think that's kind of his perfect role as someone who can't really pass. So you think it's like on like a lock that he's going to be that good? I, I would say it's 80%. I mean, we watched Joel Embiid play 40 games in three seasons, and he's fine. He's played every game. I don't know. Even when he's played, though, I haven't, like, I don't know. He's playing on a bad Knicks team and, played, like, did okay for, like, 30 games, and everyone's like, oh, man, All he's right. a lot for that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I put it under. I put it like I would say I love the pick next to, I, I love the pick, I like the fit next to Luca. I think this yeah. is going to be a good role for him with, with Carlisle as a coach, like, He's in a position to succeed, so like if he doesn't, that's on him. Is my Greg? Opinion. We're we're talking yeah, about a seven three guy who can protect the rim and switch. I get his defense has always been there, but it's because he's playing the four next to Joakim fucking Noah. Like, <laughs> and and he's playing he's playing on a team who had like what Trey Burke at point guard, who had like I can't even think of who their point guard was last year on the top of my head. If we're being honest, before they had Moody, who'd they have? I actually think it was Trey Burke for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah and dog. No, it was uh, was that wasn't that white dude, Ron Baker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, Okay, so, so God for God forbid we ask a twenty-one year old to do better than twenty-two and seven with Ron uh, Baker. No, here it looks like, or they had Jarrett Jack for a while. Oh wow, revered, revered ball share Jarrett Jack, setting his guys up, making his teammates better. Yep, first yep. two things I think of with Jarrett Jack. 
I'm, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, Chris Stapps was in a terrible situation. Absolutely. Putting up, putting up phenomenal numbers. He can shoot over 6'10", guys. Like, exactly. I think that's... Oh, I, I think, agree with you. It'll be I interesting get, to see. My I, only thing I'm hesitant about is, is him never being healthy. That's literally my entire thing here is how this could possibly go wrong is if he's just never healthy again like just never fully healthy again that's my only yeah. concern my legit only concern about this whole yeah. entire thing see i understand i need to watch that. him play again i just i haven't seen him in so long i i'm i'm, I'm acting like i'm low on him but the honest the honest answer is i just haven't seen him play in so long i barely yeah. remember no i mean i get the concern but just kind of like the first thing i thought of where i saw this deal go through it's like all right what if right, at, right before Embiid came back after missing two seasons, what if this trade was for him? Like, how would we feel? All right, so you think you think he can be as good as Embiid? See, I mm, he, no, he can be 90% as good as Embiid. Okay. But it's, it's still the same thing where it's like, no, we never... Right. I mean, I, I always doubted Embiid, too, about the health issues. Yeah. I was worried about him, and he turned out to prove me wrong. So, for all there, you know, for things to prove me wrong, too. There was just a saying, time. I, I still agree. You do the deal 100% of the time if you're Dallas. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. I still don't think it's, like, it's not guaranteed to work out. More than 50% of the time. But almost nothing is, though, Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no trade I mean, you're going to so make I'm is guaranteed saying, to work I just, out. I just think, like, the people, the way people are just absolutely shitting on the Knicks are, like, I mean, I understand what they did. I disagree with it, and I think it was a bad move. But, like, I don't know. People just slamming on the Knicks is just, like, it's just, like, such an easy take. All right. Well, whenever whenever they get Kyrie and KD, you can take your victory lap. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, that's, no, no. That's I feel like that also. I mean, if if the Knicks get nobody in free agency, then like this this is they this is like even more. This is an actual disaster of a trade, though. Yeah. Like, because if if they get nobody in free agency and the Chris Apps and Dallas stuff works out, well, I think out if they healthy, if they this they is a disaster Zion. of a trade. If, if they, they get like if they get like Tobias Harris in free agency, then it's a disaster. If they get yeah. Tobias, because if you're the Knicks, like at least fully healthy, a hundred percent, and resigns long term with Dallas, and he's good, and they're good, this is an absolute disaster. For yeah, them. I mean, they, if you're well, the Knicks, then you could always just like Zionic just sign Kyrie. some. See, the Knicks can always just try to sign some one year guys and get Katie next year, though. I feel like they can. They're always like that's how they're gonna get good. Like they just wait right, until someone wants to come eventually. Right now, what would you guys put the odds at that Katie? Leaves? Better than fifty percent. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like he's probably. Oh man, I don't see. I, I put it under fifty percent, but I don't think this thirty-five maybe. I don't think this thinking. trade happens. One, if Katie isn't signaling to the Knicks right now, and two. If Kyrie didn't make these batshit statements these last couple of weeks, like I genuinely, no, dude, the dude, yeah, Kyrie's playing with LeBron, man. Him right, and LeBron fine. are in love. Again. I really want that to happen, actually, just for the Bill Simmons take. Like if Kyrie yeah. leaves, and goes to the Lakers with AD, <laughs> the Lakers. and then Celtics end up with nobody, that'd be so funny. Yeah, <laughs> be so funny. I just Honestly, want the yeah. Rams to win on Sunday too. I just want all the if, positives to do that. Yeah, if Danny Ainge and his treasure trove of assets, we spent. The last four years bowing down to in awe. If although to be fair, if Kyrie leaves, like it might help the Celtics. Brad Stevens, notorious mid-major coach, can't really coach <laughs> the stars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying the Celtics not look their best last year. Where they had like Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris out there. Was that was that not the best called, team? Did you just call Jason Tatum a mid-major? Man. Yeah. Hey. 
The best I, shot I, I think I take my title as the biggest Jason Tatum stand on this podcast back now. <laughs> and Jason All right, Tatum, higher fair. than James Harden on Bill Simmons' trade value. Jason Tatum, like, yeah. six spots higher than James Harden. <laughs> All right. Wait, oh, for wait. sure. Yeah. Se- semi-serious question. Because I heard, like, who was it? Maybe it was, it was Andrew Sharp who was saying that, like, he said, I know it's still early, but I think if you're betting on, like, Jason Tatum to become – he said, I get this is never like a 50-50 proposition, but if you're betting on Jason Tatum becoming like KD or Kawhi, like, I'm sorry, you're like holding your breath. Like, I don't know. Like, or first of all, he's definitely not KD. I think we can all agree on that. No. KD's a once-in-a-generation type of dude. Yeah. But. Are uh, you back home, Marshall? No, I'm at Target. Are we talking for a lot longer? Well, I don't want to go home because I when I pull into my parking garage, I lose connection. Uh, I'll probably get off in like the next twenty minutes. I don't want to stay right. for too long. Yeah, should I walk so, around Target on on a call? Yeah, so I'm this, about to do it. Let's do it. This unquestionably makes the Lakers the only trade partner for the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Oh, That'll Mark, be, what do you think of the, the five only... different deals that Magic has? All right, I'll send. Take all of them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm saying throw in Josh Hart too, at least. Yeah, I mean, Josh Hart's one of those players where it's like the Lakers definitely work that mute. Yeah. <laughs> it's red. Yeah. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> work that mute, guy. Yeah. What's up? Nothing. We had some shuffling going on there. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> it's always Marshall, man. It kills me. This kid, man. All right, what's up? All right. So, I mean, Josh Hart, yeah, it's real nice if the Lakers can keep him. But it's not like you're not trading for AD because the Pelicans want Josh Hart. It's not. Wait, what was the, what's the deal? The best deal they offered was a first Ingram, Lonzo, and Kuzma. But there's like five. And I thought Zubach was in there too. Oh, and Zubach, yeah. But there's a bunch of variations of the deals with like Hart in and Ingram out and Hart in and Lonzo out. And basically. Is there any way. Is there any way this gets done? Like before before, the deadline? No. I don't think so, no. I I don't really see it now that like there's no like bidding war, really. Yeah. Because it's just the Lakers at this point, right? Yeah, well, I don't think there's ever going to be, like... I think the Knicks offer was only realistic in the summer, anyways. Because <laughs> you don't know what that pick's going to be, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I wouldn't have traded for it unless you knew it's going to be, like, a top three or something. Yeah. I mean, who are the other teams that were allegedly... I feel like there's a lot of teams that can throw together something. But I don't yeah, there think there's is, anything but... that's, like, really... I guess it all, like, it all depends on what the Pelicans want, too. Like, if, do they want something like like the Spurs where they want to, like, stay competitive but then also get assets? Or, like, do they just want a straight tank? Um, apparently, they want good young players. So, like, I think that – I don't think you can roll out – actually, no, you can roll out Denver deal. Their young core is too good to risk breaking up for one year, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't make that. Like – I mean, I guess, like, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, like, there's a chance that you get combined three all-star games out of them. 
Well, I mean, Gary Harris probably will never be an all-star, but, like, there's a chance Jamal Murray's not the perennial all-star like some people are pegging him to be, but... Yeah. What I do mean, you think about I, the the Raptors? The Raptors, I don't think they have the assets to make the deal. If you're really telling me, like, Siakam, Ananobi, Valanciunas is enough to get you... I mean, I think the Raptors pull the trigger on it, don't get me wrong. But if you're telling me those are the guys that, like... You, you'd rather have Siakam and Nanobi than, like, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzman, um, Zubach. Like, I, you can't get me there. If they do it, it's just out of spite, I would say. It's yeah, it's, it's, literally, <laughs> it's literally the Kawhi trade all over again. All right, is Siakam the better than all the Lakers prospects, though? Not yeah, like he's together, also, but individually. He's the best player right now. But I also think he's better than Jason Tatum right now. The problem is he's twenty five. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's a super hot take. Only one of them's up for All Star consideration this year. And yeah, trashy. I mean, th- this, like this year for sure. Yeah. No, I'm not saying anything about moving forward. It'd be. I'd be shocked if Tatum doesn't have better than Siakam. Like, don't get me wrong, but right now he's definitely the better player. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I feel like they're just gonna wait to see what the Celtics offer. See, I'm actually kind of surprised, like, I don't know. If I were them, I kind of would have been like, look, Anthony Davis, give us 24 hours, we'll trade you to the Lakers. And, like, in that 24 hours, you line up deals for Miritich, you line up deals for Drew Holiday, you line up deals for Julius Randle. And I mean, they might the- be doing that. Like, they might be seeing, like, okay, if we, like, we'll take the Lakers deal, but only if we can line up, like, deals for Miritich and Drew Holiday and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that might be true, but, like, Miritich and Randall are both expiring. So, like, you kind of have to move them now if that's what you're doing. And No, man, I want Julius Randall to stay. I want Julius Randall to stay, the Lakers to trade to happen, and then the Pelicans are just essentially what the Lakers were going to be, like, yeah. two years ago. Without D'Angelo Russell. Without right, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. But <laughs> See, honestly, what I want to see is Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball stay together. Because those dudes are just like the best of friends. I'd hate to, I'd hate to see them broken up. We'll keep Brandon Ingram. It's fine. <laughs> My hope is that the Pelicans screw this up and then they move to Seattle. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that'd like, probably be the best way to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the best case scenario, right? That the Pelicans don't end up in like the Zion or RJ Barrett sweepstakes or anything like that, and then they end up moving to like. Yeah, I guess Seattle's really the only city outside of Vegas, and I don't want to end yeah. in Vegas, with all due respect. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely possible. Don't they have, like, the lowest attendance in the league? Yeah, they do. Or Charlotte, Charlotte and Atlanta are worse than them, I think. Uh, really? like, I'm going to look like, it up. Or maybe Atlanta. I know Atlanta is. I think Atlanta has the worst attendance this year. Yeah, dude, I think I, ex- I think I muted Marshall, and I don't know how to unmute him, so. Damn. <laughs> It oh, is, yeah, it looks like it did. Oh, I don't know. Currently, it says the lowest average attendance in total number of people is the Nets. Oh, wow. I would not have seen that coming. Wait, Marshall, just try to hang up and rejoin or something. Tony? Yeah, there we go. Oh, we go. yeah, we can hear you. Oh, there you go. I had so many hot takes that were missed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get, lay them on us, lay them on us. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Marshall. What were your hot takes well, you had? I forget now. It's all too late. 
Yeah, the dude, last I was like, point I was, I was like, gonna make was it's not the bucks for low attendance because I'm gonna see the magic. I'm paying freaking fifty bucks to see the magic. Yeah. The magic, damn. The bucks are yeah. actually. Bucks are probably relatively high up there. Yeah, yeah, dude, the Bucks have like yeah. it's the first time they had a good team in a while. Yeah, the Bucks yeah, are like average sold out. Uh, they own the arena too. The lowest oh, by yeah. percentage of tickets sold, I guess that's what that percentage means, is the Pistons. Wow, uh, that's not surprising. That's surprising. That is, I, I, they're, they're in a playoff race in New Arena. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. Didn't they? But didn't yeah, they, they move the played. arena? Like, like, they have a player to watch at least. <laughs> yeah, they moved the arena like a half hour out of the city. Yeah. And to the suburbs. Yeah. That's but, weird. like, that's still pretty upsetting if you're the... <laughs> yeah. If you're the Pistons, you... That's true. Bought this new <laughs> you arena. are at least in the playoff spot. Yeah. Playoff you bought race. the new arena, you have a top 20 player on your team, and no one gives a fuck about you. <laughs> Jeez. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. You hate to see it. Can I throw a basketball take at you right, real quick? I guess. Why not? All right. All Marshall right. just left. Uh, okay. The right, so the, the Raptors are going to Raptors are going to Raptor again in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not really much of a take. I mean, three for your takes that they're just going to like lose in the I don't know semi like conference semifinals or something. Yeah. Dude, if we're if we're if we're talking spiciness of that take, that's like ranch, dude. I yeah. I that's, think like I don't that's think okay. I don't think they beat the Sixers. I don't think they beat Boston. I don't think they beat Milwaukee. Like I think. So you're saying they're the fourth best team? Yes. Oh, dude, I've just wait seen, until they trade for know. AD, and then they're. I, <laughs> I've just seen everyone being like, "Oh, this is different with the Raptors. They finally have a star." But it's like Kawhi still can't pass. They still don't have a second score. With with how much I've tried not to shit on Kyle Lowry because he's always been nebulously hurt in the playoffs. Like we've seen what happens to him in the playoffs. He's shooting terribly from three this year. Yeah. He can't create any separation off oh, the Marshall's dribble. back. I'm back. As, I pour in as, my fighting garage. As in love as I am with Pascal Siakam to the point where I've left, left the Jason Tatum bandwagon to get on the Pascal Siakam bandwagon. <laughs> he's, he's still not going to get you 20 points in more than like one game in the series. Yeah, and who do you guys like to win the East? Milwaukee? I'm going I'm to go hot take. I'm going to go Sixers. Ooh. It is hot. I, that's, a, that's a lot hotter than your Raptors take. Well, yeah. I, guess, I guess here's the thing. The, I, would put, I would put the Sixers like fourth best team in these. The right Sixers' now. third best player is better than any other team's second best player. And that matters a true. lot in the playoffs. Uh, All right, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. Uh, is, is Jason Tatum better than either of them? Nope. Is Al yes. Horford better than either of them? Jason James is better than both of them combined. Okay, good point. All right. I can, you know, we're on, we're on Skype this time, so I can kick you off the call there. Yeah. yeah. All right, do it. You can is, kick me off. Yeah. Some is, of the biggest Jason yeah. Tatum stand here. All right. Whoa, Back. whoa, whoa. That's Mark. I'm a Jason yeah. Tatum martyr right here. Martyr. <laughs> Back to my martyr, he said. Yeah. All right. Greg has Lally. a number one in the trade value column. <laughs> all right. So Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Any of them better than Ben Simmons or Jimmy Butler? Mm-hmm. Maybe Middleton better than Butler, but that's no. just a hot take. But. No. No. Yeah, I don't think so. 
Butler's a better defender, easily. So um, I, guess defense, I think it depends on who the Sixers fun. get at the trade deadline. Because I think they're the team that probably most needs to make a move. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... They don't have any depth, pretty, yeah. This is pretty contingent on them getting someone on the buyout market. Yeah, if they and, did something mm. that they did last year, like, for sure, they're definitely mm. going to be in there. The Sixers are actually the team I want to see trade for uh, Miritich. I've kind of been... He'd be, yeah, he'd be, he'd be fire yeah. there, I've kind of been mock trading him to uh, Utah for like the last three weeks, <laughs> just because he'd be so good. If it's like if Jay Crowder could actually shoot threes, like how helpful that yeah. would be to the team. But yeah. I think if the Sixers can get like Miritich, or the Sixers can pick up like a buyout guard, like that would be huge for them. And then. Uh, Go ahead. I don't know. I still, I still don't really trust Milwaukee if the ball is going to be in Eric Bledsoe or Chris Middleton's hands late. I get, I get they still involve Giannis in the action. I'm not going to go the uh, who was on ESPN's like Giannis is MVP candidate. Marshall has ball in his hands on French time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't mad mind noise, all that. But it's kind of hard to really? be like, oh, Giannis is our role guy, and we're trusting Eric Bledsoe to make the play here. Like, I still don't buy into that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I I'm trust Eric Bledsoe with my freaking life, Mark. Still God. a tiny bit skeptical <laughs> of the Bucks. I don't, I don't trust Eric Bledsoe anytime he leaves his feet to do anything besides shoot a layup. <laughs> All those, those jump passes are the most terrifying jump passes in the league. Yeah. But, God damn it. I want you guys to make me feel better about my plus... I mean, wait, what was the bet? I got it like in October plus 20 bucks, so I could win 260. No, it's definitely not a bad bet. They're definitely, I mean, I mean, they may be the favorite right now. There's definitely a chance the Sixers don't figure it out. I don't think the Raptors can figure out. Boston's still a massive question mark. If if Gordon Hayward's trash, like. The Celtics are in a lot of trouble. I actually think the Celtics should be the favorite. I don't know. Even without Hayward. Uh, I, I don't think the favorite. I, I do think they're going to put it together, though, and give someone a challenge. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the finals. Yeah, they're the team would. I would at least want to see in the playoffs, to be honest. Or yeah. have the, the Rockets could win the East, though, right? Absolutely. Like, I, I, get, yeah. I get we spent yeah. all this time this year being like, the East have four really good teams. The West just have the Warriors. But the more I think about it, I'm like, the Nuggets would probably win the East. The, the Nuggets Rockets, would definitely win the East. Yeah, the Rockets would probably win the East. The Lakers would probably win the East. Like, the Thunder would win the East. I don't know about the yeah. Lakers. I don't know about yeah, the Lakers. All right, all right, let's yeah. hold off on, like, <laughs> the top six yeah. teams could probably yeah. win the East. No, no. They could be in contention, but I don't know. Yeah. No, probably win. That's a good point. A, I've never seen LeBron. I've never seen LeBron. Yeah, win LeBron's the East on the team, guys. He's gonna yeah. win. He's gonna win the East. What, the, what are you talking about? I've never seen LeBron do that before. I've LeBron never seen. Dude, he doesn't yeah. have J.R. Smith and uh, <laughs> yeah. George Hill, and um, he doesn't have James Jones on his team anymore, man. Oh, you're right. He's fucked. <laughs> he's he's the demand to trade to Phoenix immediately. Uh, so how's my audio? Is it okay? You sound like a, uh, you sound like you're calling into a radio station. Yeah, well, I'm calling from my yeah. car. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like, fine. Like, this sounds like, it sounds like a radio interview. Like, it's kind of funny. 
Should I act like I'm one of the drug callers into the fan, like yeah. after the Steelers lost? Like, Tommy needs to do this! <laughs> <laughs> this is the first, your first time, long time, right? Yeah. A long time, first time, whatever the order is. Long time listener, first time caller, yeah.